Telling It Like It Is by James Smith. A hippo! Says Trev, sinking his Stella. Definitely slow moving, isn't it? Fuck off, <laughs> I say, sinking mine. Have you seen the teeth on it? It'll rip your head off. We're drinking the bull's head and trying to decide what animals we could do over in a fight. <laughs> I thought I was pushing it with a shire horse. <laughs> but there is no fucking way I'm having an hippo. <laughs> Thing is, Trev fancies himself as a hard nut with his gold chains and his Sovereign rings. But I'd like to see him in a rumble with a fucking hippo. Not a chance, mate. Not a chance. You saying I couldn't take a hippo? He says through a mouthful of pork scratchings. Signalling to the barman for two more pints. He's just like a bigger version of a pig, isn't it? <laughs> and we've already established I could take a pig with both hands tied behind my back. <laughs> I'm not saying you couldn't take a pig, mate. I say, the pints have arrived and I down mine in one. <laughs> I'm just saying... A hippo is a whole different proposition. Fucking massive. I've seen them on the telly. <laughs> Trev ruminates on this for a moment, spitting pork scratchings down his Chelsea top. <laughs> Still reckon I could have it, he says eventually. He has his eyes closed and his brow is furrowed. I know he is imagining the scenario. <laughs> you couldn't, mate, I'll say reasonably. Well, what the fuck do you know? When was the last time you was in a ruck? Trev's piggy eyes are suddenly ablaze with anger. He always gets like this round about the eight-pint mark. <laughs> Come on now, mate. I say, holding up my hands. I glassed that cunt down at the butcher's arms last week, remember? For a second, Trev looks like he's about to turn the table over. But the last moment, he seems to think better of it. He sits back. Yeah, I suppose, he admits sulkily. Are we moving on to chasers or what? I go to the bogs while Trev gets the drinks in. There's a specky little geezer stood next to me at the pisser. And for a second, I think about pushing him into the trough, you know, just for a laugh. But in the end, I can't be arsed. 
still thinking about the hippo. And, and the more I think about it, the more I start to get angry. I mean, I'm not saying Trev can't be a bit handy. He's not barred from 90% of the local pubs for nothing. I know I've seen him take on blokes twice his size and come out smiling. But a fucking hippo! Who does he think he is? I noticed the specky geezers looking at me strangely. Realise I must have been muttering about hippos under my breath. <laughs> I give him the look. Your problem, mate. I say. He steps back, shaking his head. He's still got his knob out. It's <laughs> a fair size for a little bloke, to be honest. He's pissing on his shoes. I put every hand on his shoulder. Do you know how big a hippo is? <laughs> I say, lowering my head towards this. How big? Specky looks just about ready to shit himself. They're fucking massive, <laughs> I say. Seen them on the telly. Trev doesn't know what he's talking about. I leave him to dry off his shoes and go back to the bar. Trev is sitting there with the two double whiskies. Got any nuggets, he says. Freaky looks like he wants to pay out. I hold up a hand. Look, mate, I say, you know I totally respect you. Yeah? As a geezer. <laughs> Trev nods slowly. And as a mate... And I don't want us to fall out, right? I can see the muscles tense under Trev Chelsea's shirt. They're starting to bunch in readiness. Yeah, he says slowly. And I know that you're one of the hardest blokes in Essex, yeah? And there is nobody I'd rather have backing me up if it all kicks off. Yeah, says Trev. But, I say, I've got to tell you something, mate. And I've been thinking about this a lot. I wouldn't say this unless I'd thought it through properly. Yeah? Trev is almost on his feet now. He knows something's up. I soldier on. And the fact is... I point a finger into his fat, pink face and emphasise every word for effect. You could not stove in a hippo. <laughs> there is a second where what I've said just sort of hangs in the air between us. For a minute I think that it might all end all right. And Trev picks up his whiskey, drains it in one, and looks me straight in the eye. Listen, cunt, he says, his voice like gravel. Nobody, and I mean nobody, tells me that I can't stove in a home. Now, do you want to take that back? 
Trev's in full battle stance now. And I've got to admit, he is pretty tasty in a ruck. I think for a second that maybe I should back down. Maybe I should say whatever he wants to hear and we can go back to our drinks and the night might not end in bloodshed and broken fingers and another fucking night in casualty. But then I think, a hippo! A fucking hippo! I open my mouth and the words come as if from nowhere. Mate, I hear myself say, the only hippo you could beat in a fight would be a gay hippo. <laughs> I pause while the bombshell drops. And then we're off. Tread barrels towards me, fists flying. I try to dodge out the way, but he's fucking quick for a fat bastard. And before I know it, he's on top of me. And I can smell the sweat and the lager on his breath. He's trying to get some body blows in, and I lower my arms to protect my ribs. I hear the familiar sounds of breaking glass. Fucking hippos! Grunts Trev, channeling his rage as he rolls about on top of me, limbs spasticking around. You're a fucking hippo! I grunt back, trying to get him in a headlock, but finding that his neck's too thick for me to get my arm around. It's just a big fucking pig, growls Trev, launching his knee towards my groin. Massive teeth, I say, reeling back from headbutt, the taste of blood in my mouth. See them on the fucking hippos! Roars Trev, and from the corner of my eye, I see his gold-spangled fist come flying towards me. I don't even have time to flinch. He connects. I feel the crunch and the spurt of blood, and then... It all goes dark. I wake up in the back of an ambulance. With my tongue, I establish I've lost at least two teeth. There's a nurse, a pretty fit one, sat beside me looking disapproving. Awake now, are you? She says. I try to move my arm, but it won't budge. It feels solid like a block of wood. Yeah, I mutter. What's the damage? It's not good, she says. That friend of yours really went to town. He's with the police now. The more I think about it, the more I realise how many parts of my body I can't feel. Maybe this isn't just another Saturday night, I think. Maybe this is fucking serious. I, I can't feel my legs, I mumble weakly. The nurse purses her lips and shakes her head. Don't expect any sympathy from me, she says. You know how much time I spent picking up after people like you? I can see in her eyes that she's probably pissed off. I don't know, she says. Do you actually enjoy fighting? Is it fun? Does it not occur to you that it might be more pleasant just to have a conversation? <laughs> I can taste blood on my tongue when I speak. Oh, what's left of my tongue? We were... We were having a conversation, I say. Oh, really? The nurse sneers. What? 
about whether some fucking football team is better than some other fucking football team. <sighs> Suddenly aware of a piercing pain in my spine. No, I say, it was about... Well, well, it was mostly about... And the nurse raises an eyebrow expectantly. <sighs> oh, for fuck's sake. It doesn't matter now. The next morning... It's on the news. I'm watching on the telly in the hospital. Dosed up on morphine and still a lot of fucking pain. Doctors haven't given me a full story yet, but I know it's not good. Whenever I move, which is as little as possible, I can hear bones crunching and clicking. So, I just lie there, watching the telly. The CCTV footage from London Zoo is pretty grainy. <laughs> but that's Trev, all right. <laughs> oh, you, you can tell the way he moves like a, a fucking bear or something, skirting the perimeter fence, looking for a way in. Well, I don't know how he got away from the police. The sound on the telly is all the way down, so I just have the pictures to watch. I watch Trev as he shimmies under Edgerow, emerging at the other side, looking hunted and alert. I can't see his face, but I can tell he's fucking angry. <laughs> There's something about the shoulders, tense, ready for a ruck. I've seen him looking like that before, usually about five seconds before all hell breaks loose. I feel a sort of churning in my stomach, and it's not from the drugs, I... I know Trev might have fucked me up royally this time, but you know, after all, he's still a mate. <laughs> Suddenly the camera cuts. Trev's been stretched out the zoo gates <coughs> in a body bag. Zookeeper comes on, fat bloke, green uniform. I, I strain to hear what he's saying, but the sound's low and I've got quite a lot of blood in my ears. I think I'll catch the words, local man night of drinking and large mammal enclosure <laughs> and then the assailant was heard to call the hippo eight they bleep it out <laughs> but looking at the bloke's lips I'm pretty sure he said fucking wanker <laughs> they cut back to the gates there are a few passers by craning over butchers but really no one there seems to go too much of a toss for Trev. His broken body's chucked in the back of an ambulance. The hippo, concludes the reporter, in tones of solemn relief, was unharmed. <laughs> <laughs> and despite the pain, and the morphine sickness, and the prospect of spending the rest of my life in a fucking wheelchair, I can't help smiling. <laughs> Through everything, I find myself smiling. And I think to myself, I fucking knew it! <laughs>